Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. You're entering the land of bourbon and bad decisions. This is the Tyler Morgan Show on Podbean.com. Welcome to the land of bourbon and bad decisions. This is the Tyler Morgan Show live on podbean.com and the Podbean app or listening on demand at relentlessdaring.com slash podcast or on your favorite podcast apps or maybe even on Facebook. Go to the uh, Tyler Morgan Show Facebook page and click podcast when it posts up and then, hey, it's right there. But before I get into all the shenanigans and tomfoolery that have been afoot, Let me tell you about coffee. Yes, that's right, coffee. Possibly the one thing in this world that gets me through my day is coffee. Unfortunately, most days I have this, the the plain Jane nasty swill that they have at work. They don't have the good stuff. And by the good stuff, I mean the amazing coffee flavors from American Pride Roasters from up there in Iowa absolutely great small company roast to order coffee just mm. hey if you have your home have a home espresso machine guess what you can buy it already ground for an espresso machine or maybe you like to grind your coffee yourself guess what you can buy a whole bean and so many great flavors to choose from i mean they have great blends of unflavored coffee they have coffee's got you know, the George Washington Carver blend's got a hint of peanut butter to it. Absolutely amazing. And there's just so many different different coffees to talk about. I really don't know which one to go with. Um, personally, I am a fan of the Teddy Roosevelt. It's a Brazilian blend that is just divine. It's smooth, doesn't have a whole lot of that acidic bite that some coffees have. Just perfect. That is my flavor to go with. But again, so many to choose from, I don't even know where to start. But if you want to find out for yourself what flavor you like, you can go to aprcoffee.com, and you can just kind of go through. Maybe you want to try the Franklin. Maybe you want to try the, uh, try the uh, Silent Cal, Calvin Coolidge blend. So many of these are named after great American patriots. So check it out today, aprcoffee.com. When you check out, at the, uh, when you go through checkout, there's a special instructions box right in there. You heard about them on the Tyler Morgan Show. That way they know, hey, we're people are checking them out, and 
you know, he's telling us about our coffee. APR Coffee. APRCoffee.com. Historically great coffee. All right, so getting into all the insanity, I want to start off with something that's not quite so insane. I want to talk about Carhartt. I'm a, I've always been a fan of Carhartt. They've made great outerwear, you know, for the farm community. Like every farmer I know has a Carhartt coat, has Carhartt bibbles. For those of you who don't speak hillbilly, those would be bib coveralls. But you know, we love them. It's great. They're great products. They last. They're well made. Well, this week it was announced by Carhartt that, yeah, even though the federal government is no longer going to be enforcing this vaccine mandate on our employees, we're going to do it ourselves. Which, in the sense of they're a private business, they can do what they want. That is something that, you know, I fully believe in. However, when it comes to personal autonomy, I do not believe that a business has a right to tell you, the the employee, hey, You must put this thing inside of you that you cannot remove from you at the end of the day. You cannot put this thing inside you that even if it has no long-lasting effect, it has still been inside you. For instance, they cannot tell you to to knowingly put a dangerous substance into your body for reasons. I mean, that's fairly reasonable. If you work at a shipyard, they cannot force you to crush up asbestos and start running lines like Hunter Biden at a, uh, you know, in a hotel with a hooker. It, you, you can't do it. You know, if you run a business, you cannot tell an employee, hey, you're going to put this penis inside you or else you're not going to have a job. I mean, if making making it contingent upon having my penis inside you is what you need to do to have a job, pretty sure you can uh, get in a lot of trouble for that. I believe that's called sexual harassment. But we have companies now saying, yeah, we're going to enforce this. Okay, cool. Is if there's an exemption policy in place where if an employee has been vaccine injured in the past and they want to say, uh, no, my doctor says no. Okay, we accept this, we recognize it, and we, you know, we are not going to push back on you because you have a valid medical reason. If you have a deep philosophical or religious reason why you're not doing this. We understand. And if you're just like, no, I don't have a religious reason, 
I don't have any of these other reasons. I just don't want to do it because it's my body and I don't want to put the substance in it. That's when you kind of have to go, okay, where do I draw the line? When do I get the shot? When do I walk away? And these are perfectly, perfectly good conversations to have concerning the jab and all of these businesses. However, here's where it gets fun. And by fun, I mean stupid. For those of you who don't know, I am on TikTok. You can follow me there at Tyler Produces on the TikToks. And something I've been seeing a lot of lately is people burning their Carhartt coats, taking all of their Carhartt workwear, T-shirts, button-up shirts, jeans, coats, overalls, bagging them up and trashing them. Now, don't get me wrong, it's your it's your personal property. You can do with it as you will. But let's just stop. Let's slow down for a second. I, I, Cletus, I see you over there. You're getting ready to set that wonderful chore coat on fire. I know you spent like 160 bucks on it because I have one just like it. But let's talk for a second. If you have all of this stuff that you have already purchased before... They decide they're going to carry on with the with the vaccine mandate. Keep in mind, between you and me, I'm not going to tell anyone else, but between you and me, you've already spent the money. Carhartt has already taken their share. If it's from you know, a third-party seller like Tractor Supply or somewhere else like that, that company, too, has taken its share for selling that product. So now you are out however much money that you have already spent on the Carhartt clothing. And then you go and you throw it in a trash bag and you throw it out. You set it on fire. You put it on social media because, ha-ha, look at that, Carhartt. Yeah, suck it, nerds. Bro, you already lost. They've already gotten your money. And then here's the really stupid people. I went out and I bought this pair of Carhartt jeans. I'm going to douse them in kerosene and set them on fire. Wait, wait, wait. Whoa. You want to boycott the company, so you gave them your money? So you can virtue signal on social media? All right. Virtue signaling is not just a problem of the left. The virtue signaling is not just a problem of people who we disagree with. People that I agree with are virtue signaling, and they're stupid for doing it. If you are going and giving Carhartt your money so you can burn the product because you are so incensed about what they are doing to their employees... You're not helping the cause. If people on the right, people who don't believe in mandates and forced vaccination, 
want to boycott a company who is doing it, by all means, boycott it. Don't buy their product. Tell people not to buy their product, and here's why you shouldn't buy their product. Make it count by hitting them where it hurts, the billfold. Don't give them your money. Don't go spend $160 on a coat just so you can get on TikTok, Instagram, Snapchats, whatever, and destroy it. And if you feel like you need to get rid of this stuff, you, you've had it in your collection, it's been in your wardrobe for several years now, and you know what? I just can't bear to wear this product because of what this company is doing, okay? There's better ways to handle this than just setting it on fire, shooting it full of holes, throwing it in the trash. You know who could really, really use some coats and some warm winter clothes? Homeless people. It's a crazy thought. If you're going to get rid of it, because you don't like what this company's doing, hey, you know what? Put it to good use. Give it to somebody who needs it. Homeless Joe on the street who's freezing to death would greatly appreciate that slightly used Carhartt coat. There are people who are destitute, who are the working poor who have to be out in the weather in the wintertime when it's nasty. And maybe that used pair of bib Carhartt cover, coveralls will give them just a little bit added protection from the elements. You ever thought about that? If you want to get rid of it, give it to people who can use it. Give it to a homeless shelter. If there's a homeless person out on the street, hey, man, here, have this coat. I don't need it anymore. That is what you should be doing. But going on TikTok and all these other social media apps and destroying the destroying these products in protest, I mean, come on. You are closing the barn door well after the horse has already left. It makes you an idiot. And let's get into some other idiocy here. Now that I've discussed Carhartt and their dumbness. And really, it's, like I said, it is less the dumbness of Carhartt, more the dumbness of people. I guess signal my virtue, man. Lady Di, welcome to the room. I haven't seen you in a bit. It's good to see you. I'm assuming you've been working. I know you have weird schedule. Glad to see you in the live chat. Now, here lately, I know there's two weeks in a row I've done January 6th. But, because last week I talked about they finally had the first arrest, the first charge of sedition. Well, Julie Kelly at American Greatness, she has been on a crusade as of late to really really bring to light the treatment that 
some of some of these people have gotten. Granted, there are people who absolutely should have been arrested for their involvement on January 6th. These are the people who were smashing windows, destroying property, attacking police officers. You name it, there's a number of reasons these people should be in jail. But they also have a crap ton of people in D.C. and across the country who were nonviolent offenders. And early on, there was a huge narrative that, oh, these people, they, they, they just crashed, the, crashed through the gates and blah, 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 blah. And which, yeah, there were people who did crash the gates. Ray Epps on video whispering a dude's ear, hey, <laughs> And then five seconds later, that dude is ripping down barriers so people can crash through. There are instigators who have not been arrested. And there are those who are, you know, they just walked in, looked around. Oh, this guy cool. And then they left. They were peaceful, but they have been arrested and they have been held for over or pushing a year already. We'll not have a trial until sometime later this summer or early fall. Last time I checked, um, we have this thing, it's called a, a con, 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 constitution. Yes, that constitution, thank you. And it, it has like an appendix in the back that has changes. Oh, um, amendments, yes, amendments. Um, The sixth one, I believe, guarantees that the government cannot hold you in perpetuity without charging you for a crime and that you always have the right to a speedy trial. Well, judges from multiple administrations, you know, as far back as Clinton administration, George W. Bush, Barack Obama, and Donald Trump himself have been throwing the Sixth Amendment out the window because these people are such a threat to the... It's a threat to everything. Really? You have Aunt Alice, who was half-lit with her Yeti cup full of you know, full of Merlot or whatever wine she happened to be drinking at the time, and she's all, woo! She's been held for pushing 10 months now. But Julie Kelly, like I said, an American greatness, she has been on a crusade trying to bring to light to Congress, you know, people who have been held for eight, nine, ten months without bail because 
Even though you have no criminal record, you are obviously a flight risk. There's no way we can put you on bail, (laughs) much less your own recognizance. But they've been held. And, okay, um, my lawyer put in a motion for discovery. The judge signed it. And, um, yeah, prosecutors aren't turning over discovery evidence. That's kind of against the law. They're, they're supposed to be able to meet privately with their attorneys, with no guards. But the guards stand in there because, obviously, they are such a threat to, to their own attorneys that they, they can just reach across the table and strangle them, even though they're probably shackled to the said, to said table. But I digress. More and more, as evidence comes out about what these people are being put through, There, it's many of them. It's less that they are they did something that broke the law, which don't get me wrong. You know, if you commit the horrible, tragic misdemeanor crime of parading, you should face you should face the consequences of parading through Congress. Which, if I'm not mistaken, um. You have to buy all who witnessed you a Slurpee or something. It's it's ridiculous. Why it's even a crime, I don't know. But like I said, you have these people who have been held forever. And one of the big narratives has always been, oh, they forced their way in, they forced their way in, blah, 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 blah. Well, this is a story that kind of got buried that popped back up you know, on spin cork when I was doing my research. And I remember early on seeing video of guards of Capitol Police. Oh, hi, guys. Come on in. Oh, don't get rowdy. Just, you know, stay in a straight line. You know, as really as towards the end of the actual riot itself. And as people started milling through the Capitol. This is uh, sometime, uh, sometime after Via Getty you know, made his, you know, miraculous escape with, you know, Aunt Nancy's lectern. But if if you pointed this out, like, hey, dude, that's a cop waving people in. You point that out on social media. No, 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 that's a conspiracy theory. Well, this is a story actually from last October. And again, it's Julie Kelly. She's done amazing work on this. And the fact that it's been kept down to really say something here. And it goes to why Capitol Police won't won't let the tens of thousands of hours of security camera footage be made public. Because frankly, Capitol Police and Nancy Pelosi, who was offered by Donald Trump, hey you say the word, and I'll get 10,000 National Guard troops here just in case this thing goes haywire. She turned it down because it's the halls of Congress. It was ultimately up to her. But I digress. So anyways, this is October of last year. 
Over the objection of Joe Biden's Justice Department, a lengthy video clip showing the U.S. Capitol Police allowing hundreds of people into the building on the afternoon of January 6th has been released to the public. In July, Ethan Nordine, an alleged Proud Boy member charged for various crimes now held in the Seattle jail awaiting trial, petitioned the court to remove the highly sensitive designation on surveillance video that recorded Nordine entering the building with permission by U.S. Capitol Police. A group called the Press Coalition, representing news organizations including CNN, New York Times, and three major broadcast news networks, filed a motion in September to intervene in Nordine's case and make the video footage public. Capturing the activity in a small hallway in the Upper West Side Terrace of the Capitol Building, the clip runs from 2.25 p.m. until about 3 p.m. This is about 10 minutes after Dominic Pizzola, another alleged Proud Boy, used a riot shield to smash the window and right after House and Senate chambers were evacuated. At the start of the video, one officer held open the interior door that accessed the Capitol Rotunda, a space between the House and Senate wings. Five or six identified men exited the door and spoke to the officer before leaving. These men held open the the exterior double doors where protesters began filing into the building. Nordine's lawyer said that his client is recorded entering the building with consent of police between 2.37 and 2.38 p.m. And yeah, it... The cops are on video, but because, like I said, they're on camera showing their ass. More specifically, they're showing Capitol Police's as the organization and Nancy Pelosi as the person whom, whom they report to showing her ass. And that old wrinkly thing nobody wants to see. That takes more whiskey to get that out of my brain. It's insane, but if you look at the evidence that while maybe feds weren't 100% in-person involved, the number of people with ties to the federal government, again, Ray Epps is on camera inciting violence on multiple occasions, yet he has yet to be charged with inciting a riot. Riddle me that, Batman. The guy who's on camera inciting action from those around him has not been arrested, nor has he been charged. That leaves so many questions, but if you dare to ask them, you may as well just put the tinfoil hat on and you know, go full Alex Jones mode and uh, the, the, the federal government, they're, they're the ones who are out here trying to set people up. So get, get them to go to jail. Get them on the streets. That way they, they, can, they can use them as a reason to crack down on free speech. Frogs, gay, gay frogs, chemicals in the water, turn the freaking frogs gay, shrimp without governors. I, it's, it's ridiculous. 
You're not allowed to question the narrative. And it's not just one six. If you have any questions about the narrative when it comes to hydroxychloroquine, ivermectin, well, I mean, it's obvious everybody in the media and the American medical community who is of any uh, stature or power and policy-wise, they're all racist because, well, you can't use brown people medicine from overseas. That's a bunch of voodoo. You can't do that. Really? I mean, ivermectin, the inventors were awarded the Nobel Prize in 2015 after it had been used successfully for 30 years. What happened in before 2015 that was awarded the Nobel Prize for medicine and physiology? Oh, wait. They discovered that ivermectin stops the reproduction of the virus, not the worm, not the protozoa, not the amoeba, the virus that causes yellow fever. But if you want to use ivermectin, oh, you just want to eat horse paste, man. That stuff doesn't work. Well, how do you know? There's lots of studies from overseas. You know, real-time, real-time data from doctors treating patients. Not, not just theoretical stuff in a lab. Actual doctors treating actual human beings. That shows that it works. The same thing with the hydroxychloroquine. You know, the, the, the original strain, the original strain of COVID, when confronted with hydroxychloroquine in places where it's very common because malaria is very common, they had lots of hydroxychloroquine, and it worked. Did it work on some? No. Of course, then again, no medicine is 100% effective and doesn't work with everybody. That is a known fact. But, again, we can't be going around questioning narratives. Drizzly is the leading home alcohol delivery service available. Imagine being able to sit at home and pull up your smartphone and browse your favorite wine, beer, spirits, and then have it delivered to your home in as little as one hour. Go to drizzly.com or check out the link in the show notes and start shopping today. Not available in all areas? Please drink responsibly. Drizzly.com. So I'm going to talk to you about Built Bar. We've all had protein bars before. Most of them taste like cardboard and they're gross, nasty. It leave a funky aftertaste in your mouth. Built Bar, their goal for starting off was flavor first. Every bar is covered in either pure dark chocolate or white chocolate for those special ones that come out. You have nine regular flavors and then they have the special flavors they bring out every so often. They are absolutely amazing. My, personally, my favorite, mint 
brownie. Oh my God. So go to built.com. Check it out. Go through their selection of built bars, built go energy drink, uh, built broth, all their, all their fine selections of amazing products built.com. Use the promo code relentless to save 10% built.com. All right, so getting back into it, I got a couple more things to talk about here before I'm done. Uh, but first, it's New Year. Many people are trying to do things to help get back in shape, or maybe even not even that, just lose a few pounds. Well, I would like to recommend something I've been using for the past year and a half or so that I think works really well. And even if you don't follow a ketogenic diet, it can still, I think, help go a long ways towards meeting weight loss goals. And that is Keto Chow. Keto Chow is a, a selection of shakes that you, you can make up as a meal replacer you know, for breakfast, lunch, or a dinner. And they really do a great job of tidying you over, keeping you full until the next meal. Not to mention, if you are going for a keto diet, they help you maintain your macros in a way that's quick and easy and you don't have to have all these stupid apps and you don't have to count all these, how many carbs and proteins and fats. You, just, you look, on the, look on the package, it will tell you what, the carb, what, what your macros are for whatever you're using, for your fat source, whether you're using, and that's the best part. Your fat source for putting these things together, you can use avocado oil, MCT oil, melted butter, my personal favorite, or you can use a heavy whipping cream. You mix up the night before, stow them in the fridge, easy storage. So, you know, you want to have one for breakfast, it's there. You want to grab one, take with you for lunch later. It's right there. They're great for taking, this is great for taking on the road whenever you want a quick, easy meal. The best part is they have flavor hacks. Like, so, all right, this is going to be between you and me and no one else. You can combine flavors to get something better. Me, I call it the Elvis shake. You mix the peanut butter chocolate with the banana. That makes two shakes. That way you can have one for breakfast, one for lunch, or one for breakfast today, one for breakfast tomorrow, either or. But possibly that's possibly one of my favorites. But if you go to ketochow.xyz and you can look through all their flavors, many of them are sweet. They even have a few savory flavors, spicy taco, chicken-based, beef-based. These are amazing for make, for dinner recipes. Check them out, ketochow.xyz. Use the promo code RELENTLESS, and you can save 10% on your first order, Keto Chow. Keto made easy. All right. So, with all the shenanigans that went on with the BLM protest marches and all this garbage, we knew that eventually violence was going to break out. Well, with 21 people dead as a result of BLM and Antifa rioting and 
summer of 2020, we did, there are some things we didn't really hear about. For instance, did you know that in Bedford, Pennsylvania, there was a man who was charged with shooting a BLM marcher in the face with a shotgun? Now, before we start jumping to conclusions, I will read this. I'll give you a brief synopsis of what happened. So, a uh, man, Terry Myers, there was a... There's a BLM march going on, and there's rumors that it was starting to become violent. And so he grabbed his shotgun, and he went outside, and he was uh, firing uh, warning shots into the air. And went, and he started yelling at people, stay off the property, because he was at his dad's house. His dad is older, and when I say older, I'm saying geriatric. Well, a member of that crowd pulled a handgun and shot at Mr. Myers, who then leveled the shotgun and pulled the trigger. Well, charges against that local man were dropped. Did you? Bedford County District Attorney Leslie Childers Potts issued her decision to drop charges against Terry Myers on Thursday, one day after he appeared at a preliminary hearing to testify against Milwaukee native Orsino Von Thurman, who was shot in the face with a shotgun in August 2020. Childers, said, Childers Potts said Myers' testimony was crucial to obtaining a conviction against Thurman, who was accused of firing at Myers. She called Thurman, who has a felony record, a danger to society in Bedford and beyond. Basically, you have a guy who is a convicted felon, who, according to our gun laws, is what they call a prohibited person, i.e., he is barred from owning, possessing, and carrying a firearm. And in the confusion after being shot, he dropped said firearm that had his fingerprints and his blood on it, and it was found during the investigation, and he was actually arrested out of state and then, you know, extradited back to Pennsylvania. But yeah, it, it is absolutely insane. You know, Myers defense attorney Matthew Zacko said he understands there will be people who are angry about this decision. The case has been politicized, making a lightning rod for strong feelings. But from the very beginning, we said this was a case of self-defense, nothing more, nothing less. The first shot fired against someone was by Orsino Thurman at Terry Myers. And I commend law enforcement, the state police, and the Commonwealth for recognizing Terry Myers broke no laws that night. And it, 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 it's ridiculous that, like I said, this has been turned into such a point where if you defend yourself, you're in the wrong. Even if all the evidence shows that, uh, no... 
I mean, we saw this ha- obviously with uh, the Kyle Rittenhouse situation out of Kenosha, Wisconsin, because again, he was a person who put himself in a situation where he was trying to help, trying to protect property, and the crowd turned on him. This guy trying to keep make sure a crowd did not cross onto his father's property put himself in a situation to have to defend himself. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with him. I'm not trying to imply that he was in the wrong for you know, wanting to go out there and confront I mean, we saw this in St. Louis with uh, Mark McCloskey and his wife where people crashed through a gate of a private community in which the streets are owned as part of a collective agreement with all the property owners in that community. Yet, oh, he's not defending his property. Castle Doctrine doesn't apply there. It's like, um, actually, according to Missouri's Castle Doctrine, yeah. And there's nothing against the law for brandishing a firearm if you think people who are off your property are a threat. But that's neither here nor there. It's it's ridiculous, though, but I'm glad to see common sense prevailed in that case. And now for the final topic. I know. I buried the lead because it says right there what this episode is about. Dan Crenshaw. Pirate Mitt Romney. Yep. But Tyler, how can you say he's the pirate Mitt Romney? Well, because Mitt Romney hates us. Let's face it. Let's be honest. Mitt Romney does not like conservatives. Well, Mitt Romney does not like True conservatives. He is a huge fan of conservative ink. Those grifters and talking heads that, well, you know, we can kind of you know turn a blind eye to this, that, and the other. And as long as we keep selling our books and telling America, you know, why our side is right, the other side is wrong, but never really proffer any solutions. Mitt Romney loves those conservatives. Mitt Romney loves those conservatives who make up places like National Review, The Bulwark. Um, who who else in conservative ink is he a fan of? Um, that's really all I've got. Oh, The Lincoln Project. Yes. The Lincoln Project. They love, they absolutely love them. Submit Romney because <gasps> Mitt Romney, he took a stand against Donald Trump. <laughs> of course, I honestly, Lincoln Project, they need to do some, they need to get out of the politics business, maybe get into the um, let's not try to rape teenage boys business. Maybe just a thought. It's, it still doesn't look good. And for everyone on that board, Everyone who's a member of that leadership team, to I, I had no idea. Come on, Carl Rove knew for like thirty years what was going on with that clown. 
So you're telling me that you didn't know, even though Karl Rove knew for way longer. Okay. But anyways, Dan Crenshaw. Yeah. If you haven't been following along in all the Dan Crenshaw stuff, um, he's really started to show himself for who he is. He is a guy who, I'm not, I'm not faulting his military service. However, I have noticed that with commissioned officers who go into government, they spent quite a while in the military allowing the system to work. And then when they go into politics and they get elected to Congress, the Senate, wherever, it's more of the same. Well, we just have to allow the system to work, and they want to protect the system. And if that involves putting your rights on the back burner because we have to make sure the system is still functioning, they have no issues with that. For instance, after the Parkland shooting, the first Republican after Donald Trump to come out and say, you know, maybe red flag laws are a great idea. And he spoke affirmatively of them. That would be Dan Crenshaw. It's like, whoa, whoa. Fourth Amendment, buddy. Fifth Amendment. Second Amendment. First Amendment. Did any of these ring a bell? But you fast forward. A couple years ago, he was on a podcast with Jocko Willink. And they were talking about, you know, hero archetypes. And he he included, along with Superman, Jesus. A fictional character and a man whose teachings were the basis of an entire religion practiced by over a billion people on this rock. And you're going to lump them together. Okay? Doesn't seem like a very smart move to me, but I digress. Well, this news of this had gotten out, and he was at a press conference earlier this week, or a a meet and greet, town hall, whatever you want to call it, And there was a 12-year-old girl, which there are some saying that she was a plant from, you know, his primary opponent, who asked him about these comments on this podcast. Now, if I said something that had some, raised some questions about my faith, you know, maybe people are like, whoa, whoa, whoa. that's kind of weird, um, Can you explain that? I think the rational thing for me to do would be go, oh my gosh. Yeah, okay, let me, let me reword this because I think I was, to pull a Barack Obama, I was inarticulate. I didn't, what I said was not what I meant. But he didn't do that. 
He cuts her off. And in a very scolding military command voice, put a period after Jesus. Do not question my faith. Well, no, Dan, she wasn't questioning your faith. She was questioning your statement. She was asking for an explanation. How hard would it have been to go, yeah, um, what did I say again? Because it's been a couple years. Refresh my memory and see. let me see if I can better, exp- better expand on what I was trying to come say. Unfortunately, that really shows who Dan Crenshaw is. He wants to be in control. He wants to control the conversation. Uh, I hear people like Steve Day say Dan Crenshaw has been clashing with with the MAGA crowd. No, I really don't think he has. I think he's been crashing with all true Republicans, or not Republicans, all true conservatives, especially those that lean libertarian, especially because... You know, a lot of libertarians are going to be wary of him because of his, you know, previous associations with the federal government. You know, being, you know, military, is he, is he going to be a war hawk? Is he going to be, you know, an inter, a foreign interventionist? What's going on here? But in that conservative crowd who, you know, maybe there are people who are more okay, we'll expand the state just as long as our side is in control of it, which it never remains in control of. Just I'm, I'm acknowledging that fact right now, but for the sake of argument, that's, that's the side they believe in. Um, you know, people who are of great faith and have no issues discussing faith, especially if they see something dumb, they're going to hear that and go, ooh, I, I, I don't know if I can support this. And really, he has been digging himself a political grave for a while now. I mean, he came out as a darling when he was running for office and but Pete Davidson on Saturday Night, Saturday Night Live came out and I, I, he got an eye patch. I, he got hurt or something. He's very flippant and dismissive about, you know, Congressman Crenshaw's, you know, missing eye. And that's another thing that kind of irks me is, yes, you are missing an eye. It's obvious you wear the eye patch versus a glass eye. Because I would imagine the glass eye gets uncomfortable after a while, and it just makes sense that you wouldn't want to always have that in. But when it almost becomes an identitarian thing for you, I'm a veteran. Okay, yeah, so am I. So let's let's talk some veterans issues. Well you 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 don't you don't know what I've done. You haven't seen what I've seen. Like, yeah, you're right. I wasn't a Navy SEAL. But you know what? I was an infantryman. I still dodged bullets the same as you. You may have done more high-speed crap than I did, but 
in the end, we were both grunts. We were both dirty legs in Afghanistan or Iraq meeting out violence on behalf of a grateful nation. But he he likes to use that as a shield. Kind of like the way uh, you know, John McCain, well, I was a POW. And I'm very sorry for what happened to you. Thank you for your service. Thank you for, you know, putting up with more horrendous conditions than I could ever imagine so that I wouldn't have to. But that doesn't make you exempt from criticism. And it's, and we're at that point now with our political discourse where is every question a gotcha question? And is every opportunity to expand on a take that you may have had, is that cause for for you just to shut down a conversation because you're uncomfortable or because you don't like the idea that someone would dare question you on anything because you're the, you're the great Dan Crenshaw. You're the great Mitt Romney, whoever. Just some things I think about whenever I see people who are supposedly on our side of the ledger lashing out like any number of their counterparts on the other side. All right, so that's going to wrap it up for this episode. The very first one being called The Tyler Morgan Show. it's, It's not really a, I'm not really throwing away relentless dairy. It, it is a rebranding. Yes, I understand. But for the last three years, there's been a certain um, anonymity with having a name like Relentless Daring. And frankly, I was thinking about it, and it doesn't really say what the show is. I mean, if you look at some of the other podcasts that are out there, Up and Vanished. Pretty self-explanatory. Um, unpopular culture. Speaks for itself. Stuff they don't want you to know. Oh, it seems like a conspiracy theory show, which it is. Very well done. I don't agree with a lot of the lot of the politics of their show. But it is it's a good listen for if you're into hearing about conspiracy theories, that turned out kind of true. Anyways, so I just wanted to, you know, go with a more traditional kind of a talk show podcast name. That way, you know, it's like this thing's personal personal to me. I'm putting my name on it because I believe in it. And because I believe in it, I don't mind my name being out there. That way people can go, 
Have you heard this garbage? This guy's a freaking moron. How dare he have a podcast? I don't care. I look forward to it. I enjoy the slings and arrows and the, you know, the the pushback and the fight on social media when people are getting so stupid over everything. So, yeah, Relentless Daring is now the Tyler Morgan Show. Thank you so much for listening. If you are new to this program, if you were not listening in the Relentless Daring days and you have not yet gone on Apple iTunes or Apple Podcasts and done your done your rating, remember, find the Tyler Morgan Show, click subscribe, then rate it five stars, five, I'll accept four, three and below, we need to have a talk, come see me after class. Once you have it rated, write a review, say something nice. I like nice reviews. It's good for the ego. And, you know, every now and then you just need a good old-fashioned ego stroke to get you through the day. And that's what a nice review is. And finally, share this show with someone who you think will like it. But, hey, you were just talking about this topic. I listened to the show. He was talking about the same thing. Here, check it out. And and also, since someone's just going to piss him off, I enjoy being a tool for the aggravation of others. It's my it's one of my all-time joys, annoying people. It's almost like I'm a dad and I have teenagers. And one of the things I love to do with teenagers is annoy them. Because when you're a dad of teenagers, that's what you do. <laughs> Anywho, back to the show. Again, thank you so much for listening. And as always, stay relentless. Tyler Morgan Show is a relentless daring media production. The Tyler Morgan Show is supported by its listeners. To support the show, go to ko-fi.com slash Tyler Morgan Show to donate there or relentlessdaring.com and hit the donate button at the top of the page to set up your donation. All music used in the Tyler Morgan Show is used with permission from purpleplanet.com. Link in the show notes. 2 Timothy 1-7 Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.